This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. All right. In today's episode, we'll discuss the strategies and considerations for investing in gold and silver. Uh, like they are sought after, after investments. A lot of people have been doing it for a lot of years. If you haven't done it, let's jump into some of the details of it. So the first section is like why you would, why you'd invest in gold and silver or other precious metals. So it's, it's really a store of value. It's how, well, when I think of it in the beginning, or like when I first think about investing in gold and silver, I think of it as a store of value. It's been a store of value for a very long time. So first, like in times of high inflation, or in times where we're, we're kind of just uncertain of the value of the dollar, what it's going to be doing. Gold, we have a very, very long history of the, of the value of the gold and silver. So just think of it that way as a potential store of value, part store of value, part investment. Like you're not going to be getting cash flow off your, your gold, of course. So I just think of it as a store of value, maybe similar to a stock that's not paying a dividend. But just look at the history of it. Buying low and selling high, of course, is something you might want to be doing, but I would, I would view it as a long-term investment. And yeah, well, let's jump into some of the different forms of it. So like the different, of course, one of the ways you can invest in it, like the way I like, like I think of investing in gold and silver is actually buying the gold, buying the silver, bringing it to my house, storing it in a safe. That's kind of like, that's kind of the, the, the way I would just think of it. And some of you might be thinking that might be the only way of investing in gold and silver but there are a lot of different ways you can get into it. So there are certain, there are ETFs, there are mutual funds, there are like kind of like stocks where you're investing in basically a fund that tracks the value of it. And you're, you're relying on someone else to actually do the storage for you of the gold and silver or these, these precious metals. Um, but you can, like, I, it's, there's kind of pros and cons with that because you're not in control. There is a middleman a middle person controlling the actual storage of it, you're not in control of that. But if you're, if you're not going to be storing it in a safe way, like at your home or you don't have a place to store it, that would be a good alternative for you. But if you have a place to store it, honestly, I would rather have it buried in my backyard than, than have it held by someone else. Just because, I don't know. It, so if you do end up using someone and investing through them, I would use a... Um, I would use a very reputable company, a company that's been around a long time. If you have some sort of connection to them or you know someone, I wouldn't just Google where to buy gold and just invest your money with the first company that pops up. So make sure, make sure it's a reputable company if you're not actually storing it. So you've got like, I, I think gold is, is similar. I don't invest in a lot of gold. They've got a small amount, but the value of it, like I, it's pretty unpredictable. Like the stock market in the long run, I think like very long run, it is of course, like it's, it's doesn't have, there's not an infinite amount of gold that has a limited supply. So I think over the long term, it has a lot of practical uses. So I think in the long term, the value will go up, but in the short term, I think it'll be volatile, just like investing in stocks and you don't have control over it. So I, it's not my favorite form of investment, but as far as a store of value and a long-term investment, 
it's I think it's a completely valid form of investment, not for all your money, but uh, a a portion of it. Uh, so if you do buy it, just consider, just make sure you're storing it in a safe way. I'd say the number one thing is storing it in a safe place where it's not going to get stolen. Um, I don't think uh, in the, one of the last episodes I talked about storing guns and investing in guns. Those are things where you've really got to worry about rust and like the degradation of the value of those because of the rust, or if you're storing them improperly, honestly, I don't think gold and silver have as many of those issues. You're not going to be storing it underwater and mud or whatever, but you're not going to have as much, like if it's in a human area, I don't humid area, I don't think you're gonna have any issues with it. So the, the last portion I'll cover in this episode is the, it's the tax considerations. So we've, we've covered kind of why you might, invest in gold, like the store of value, potential long-term investment. Um, it's some alternative ways to get into it, like ETFs and funds, things that are tracking the value of it. And you're invested in that fund and you could get this a similar or the same return as if you're investing in actual gold if you're in that fund. And then remember, if you do buy it, make sure you're storing it in a, in a good way, a safe way, in a way for like that it's safe from the elements. And then this last one, the tax kind of the tax considerations and what what it actually looks like if you're buying and selling gold. So if you buy gold, I'll commonly just give an example, like if you bought gold and it's $1,000 and say you hold on to it for 10 years and after the 10 years, it's worth $10,000, you're having a capital gain of $9,000, it's going to be taxed just like stocks. It's going to be taxed just like art. In one of the last episodes I talked about, it's it's a long-term capital gain if you hold that for a long time. And remember, it's, it's just the difference from what you bought it for compared to what you sold it for. And if you bought it for 1,000, you hold it until the next day and it went up to 1,500 and you sold it, that's a short-term gain. That's taxed at a higher rate. And remember, the inverse of that, if you're selling it at a loss, you bought it at 1,000, you end up selling it, say, for 500 bucks, you have a $500 capital loss, which can be used against some of your other capital capital gains. So it's 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 taxed similar to or identical to because it's capital capital gains capital losses it's taxed just like stocks it's if you're not if you're just buying it and holding it you're an investor you're not the you're not the company you're not yeah like the company running a a gold business you're not running a business you're just getting into the gold as a form of investment then it's capital gains so just just remember that that it's not a, uh, yeah, it's not ordinary income unless it's a short-term capital gain. But those are those are some considerations. I think that maybe the biggest surprise for people might be that you can actually buy it in funds and trade it like on a daily basis. You could get in and out of gold through these certain investment funds. So I'd consider that if you don't have a safe way to store it or an actual place to store it. But I, I think it's kind of fun to have a have a small amount of gold or small amount of silver that you're just hanging on to maybe uh, yeah in in a, a safe at home or whatnot so it's just another way that uh, yeah I wanted to get this information out to you another way for you to be thinking about uh, yeah creating wealth and hanging on to more of your wealth have a good rest of the day Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.